2099. These are the files of Kent, the key environmental, non-judgmental task force. Director of Operations, Professor Nebulous. You are now accessing hollow file number 767, code name Destiny of the Destinoid. Okay, Prof. We're looking at lunar touchdown in T-minus just a few minutes. Thank you, Rory. Right, Paula. Fire retro rockets. Aye, aye, Professor. Good. Now fire those more modern-looking rockets. Ooh, Professor, doesn't the moon look romantic? Hmm? Oh, yes, I suppose so. Does it remind you of me? Paula, the moon is simply a lifeless satellite. So is that a yes or a no? Look, down in that crater, it's some sort of moon base, or lunar installation, or planet place. That, Paula, is Membrick Developmental Warfare Laboratory. During the Cold War, Membrick witnessed the refinement of many of mankind's most terrible creations. Smart bombs, smart plagues, casual plagues, all manner of nerve gases, nerve scrumpy, effete-seeking missiles... Not to mention that almond paste that sucks your blood. Vampiric marzipan. Is there no end to the morbid ingenuities? I don't even like ordinary marzipan. Well, team, it's our job to oversee the final stages of decommissioning. Mankind has no further need of Membrick. The Cold War between Earth and Venus is over. We're even trading again. They like our Earth lattes, and we love their Venusian blinds. Paula, Rory, follow me down the lunar ladder. Here I come. Oh, wish I hadn't worn such a short skirt now. <laughs> I thought it was a belt. Paula, do you really think bare legs are a good idea when there's no atmosphere? One can't always be fashionable and comfortable. It's hard to believe there used to be over 300 scientists working here. They called it Boffin Island. Is there anybody here now? Just a skeleton staff. Really? Oh, my hand, Professor, I'm scared. Paula, they're not actual skeletons. That would be ghoulish and impractical. Right, if you'll just stand back, I'll blast this airlock wide open with this particle annihilation derringer. Rory, why don't we just use the airlock properly? After all, we are official visitors, not big morons. Repressurization. Complete. Uh, you may now pull off your helmets. Oh. Oh, thank God for that. Oh, I thought that oxygen was going to suffocate me. Well, hey there. Good to see you. Welcome to Membrick. We come from Kent. In peace. Yeah, we're going to mash this place up badly style. Rory! What? This is a very intricate operation. Our job is to carefully catalogue every single item on this inventory, then seal the installation. There isn't going to be any mashing. Bollocks, uh, sir. Yeah, Rory, you idiot. Anyway, the moon's being blown up at midnight. Yeah, by tomorrow it'll be as atomized as the Isle of Wight. No, this can't be true. Yes. It said so in that ultra-urgent memogram text thingy. Which ultra-urgent memogram text thingy? Oh, didn't I show you it? No! 
But imagine the effect on the ocean's tides. This could be another Splash Wednesday. The memo said they'd weighed up the destruction of the Earth's tidal system against the pros. Oh, and what prey are the pros of blowing up the moon? Oh, uh, it said... Ah, uh, uh, the moon represented a major hazard to space traffic. Uh, a threat to the nightlight industry. It encouraged werewolves and... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's very distracting for moths. This is outrageous. The moon is a site of outstanding natural beauty. Since the withering, there's so few of the original worlds left. Look at Mercury and Neptune. Why did they ever think it was a good idea to knock two planets into one? Neptune by day, Mercury by night. They're building another ring road around Saturn. It's a grade two listed planet, for God's sake. And now they're talking about turning Rigel Six into an Irish theme planet. All Rigels, the crack in deep space. But surely this makes your mission all the more urgent. Alrighty, you best get started. We'll make you some moon coffee. Ooh, what's it like? Crap. Rory, Paula, step to it. We must complete our task by midnight. No, wait. Better make it ten two. This is Central Control, Professor. That console there monitors the defense systems of the entire installation. Thank you. Right. I'm initiating a full digital info buffet. I'll need to scan all the security wafers, and I want you to get me a portion of time chips. In fact, get two lots of chips. I'm hungry. For knowledge. Of those delicious chips. I'll get them right away, Professor. Now, to work. Good evening. Oh, hello. I'm Professor Nebulous. I'm here for the decommissioning. Didn't think there was anybody else here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't catch your name. Franibel. 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 <laughs> what an exquisite name. My parents chose it for me. Hello, Franibel. Hello, Professor. Oh, please, call me by my nebulous name. Tell me, Nebulous, are you the head of the decommissioning operation? The head? Well, no, merely the on-site coordinator. Professor Konnekdorf is the head. In fact, he's just a head, suspended in a lattice of hypothermic tubing inside a perspex hexagon of amniotic fluid. Nice chap. Very good cook. So, uh, Franibel, what keeps you busy on the moon? I was a scientist. Was? Mm, they're closing the place down, haven't you heard? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Breeze, Mr. Lawson, if you just step through here, this is our storage area. Thanks. Okay, Rory, the professor wants us to catalogue every single one of these sealed containers. Oh, boredom. This is going to take all day. It'll take two hours. Yeah, but it's going to feel like all day. Oh, there's shelves and shelves of these things. Small parks, smaller parks, bigger parks, fun-sized parks. Look! Ultra-Aids! The one you contract from just thinking about sex. For blood's sake, Miss Breeze, don't open it! No, don't. Me and him would only have six seconds to get out of here. Probably five, in my case. I wasn't going to open it. I'm not an imbecile. Despite what that report said. And that poster campaign. Yeah, sorry about that. 
You see, Nebulus, I was one of the scientists who split the second and discovered chronomic energy. Chronomic energy. Twice the power of atomic energy, but only half the fat. We use chronomics to engineer an elastic second. You've heard of it? Of course. A second which, when exploded, extends to 90 minutes. The plan was to introduce the seconds into the enemy's time stream, then detonate them, causing an intermittent holocaust known as the Nauenageddon. We had an accident. One of the seconds exploded, causing a chain reaction. Everyone on board died due to massive time bash. Uh, there's no tragedy like a space tragedy. I, uh, I wanted to give you this. A tiny black metal box which throbs and hums with power? How sweet of you. It contains the last remaining elastic second. It must be catalogued along with everything else, but, um, please be careful. Of course, I'll pop it in my pocket for later. I have to say, it's most stimulating to see a new face in Memrick. I took it so very lonely up here. Oh, but a woman like you should never be alone. Except if you were in an isolation tank, or, or a very small telephone box, or a coffin, or when you go to the toilet, or, or when you're in some form of cocoon, or I, 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 I'm, I'm drifting. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, duty calls. I'm afraid I'll have to vanish for now, but um, I will see you very soon. <laughs> Bye. Oh, what a charming woman. Frenibel. Frenibel. Frenibel! Professor Nebulous! Harry, how's you? In agony! Thanks for asking! The rocket landed hours ago! Why didn't anybody bring me out of suspended animation? I don't know why I had to go into suspended animation anyway. A rocket to the moon only takes ten minutes. Oh, but you look so peaceful, Harry. Peaceful and quiet. Right, we'd better start cataloguing. Oh, how about a break before we start? No, Rory. Well, I'll just let you two carry on. I must say, I can't wait to get back to Earth, see my wonderful wife. Retiring tomorrow, you know. From tomorrow... I'm going to start really living. Right then, I'll just uh, put on my red top and wander off down this darkened corridor. Goodbye. Hmm? Oh, yeah, see ya. Hey, look. There's another room at the back here. Well, that's not a room. That's another sealed container. It's huge. Yeah. But it's not sealed. See? We'll never know what was in here. Unless we read that label. Oh. Um. Contents. One destinoid. Not to be opened under any circumstances whatsoever ever. Rory? What do we do? Mm, it's probably one of those things that'll sort itself out, isn't it? <gasps> Harry, I've carried out a complete autopsy, yet I still can't determine what killed the man in the red top. Surely it's obvious! His stomach has been slit wide open 
and all his organs have been removed. No, that's the autopsy. I did that. The thing is, his heart, lungs, kidneys, liver and spleen are all perfectly healthy. And are they all up for grabs? I beg your pardon? You see, Professor, unlike this corpse, I no longer have the luxury of a heart, lungs, kidneys, liver and spleen. Believe me, I'd love to hand over this man's vital organs to you in a bucket, but it leans towards unethical. Okay! I'm just off to the disabled toilet! Harry, before you go, can you please take that spleen out of your mouth? Here, have it! I don't want it! It's not my colour anyway! All right, Harry, keep calm. We don't want you falling victim to moon madness or moonacy. Poor Harry. There but for the grace of Bod. Nebulous, I hope I'm not intrudulating. Oh, no, not at all, Franavel. Perfect timing. I've just finished eviscerating this corpse. So, this man met his destiny? Well, uh, in a nutshell, yes. Well, probably one having a shade more specific on the death certificate. <laughs> Red tape, eh? <laughs> it's funny, you know. Had things worked out differently, our paths might have crossed sooner. Oh? Really? Not so long ago, I was invited to work up here at Membrick. They wanted to develop a lethal virus which would only attack people who talk during films. And you refused to help? I can't pretend there wasn't a second's hesitation. You're so considerate, Nebulous. I wish there'd been more men like you up here. Oh, Frenabelle. I know we've only just met... So I hope I don't sound too forward when I say I'm deeply, deeply in love with you and I never want to spend another moment apart from you. Oh, well, that's super. Because, because I love you, Franibel. Truly, madly, deeply, broadly, diagonally. Mm. Oh, but your skin is so cold. And yours is so warm. Oh, Renabel, I've never experienced this kind of emotion before without it being false memory syndrome. Oh, sorry. I have to vanish again. Oh, Renabel, no. There's something out there in those corridors. It's deadly and it's lurking. And that's a bad combination. Don't worry. It can't harm me. record of the destinoids somewhere in these files. There's detailed notes on all the other inventions. The caustic beard, the chlamydia robot, the agony bonnet. Hey, a page has been torn out. And by the looks of this ragged edge, it's been torn out with extreme prejudice. I can just make out a few words here, but part of the last word's missing. It says the destinoid must be dis... Oh. Dis... Dis... The destinoid must be... Desultry? Deserving of an award? Mm, does, does the destinoid must be disc-bound? No. Oh, um, uh, the destinoid must be dessert-conscious. Dessert-conscious? Conscious that the only proper way to round off a meal is with a dessert. Well, I can't fault your reasoning. You two finished here yet? No. Our destiny has been denied to the tune of one destinoid, and that's a tune I don't want to whistle. Destiny. Franibel said something about uh, destiny. And just who is Franibel? Uh, a scientist. She uh, used to work here. Oh, yeah. Franibel's an amazing woman. She's absolutely uh, clever. Clever. 
I think clever women are stupid. Professor, Miss Breeze, Mr. Lawson, I wondered if you needed any help with the infantry. Uh, no, thank you. Kent can do. Not long now, huh? And we'll be back on safe, safe Earth. I'll just go and pack all my red tops. So long. Bye. Goodbye. See ya. A destinoid, you say? What exactly is it? That's the problem. We can't find any record of it anywhere. That scream, it sounded like the other man in the red top. Harry, what in the hell? Harry, what on moon are you doing? Nothing! You know it's bad form to remove organs from a crime scene. Please put down those lungs. If you say so. Another red top man murder. What killed him? I don't know, and I'm curious not to find out. But there's something at large in this installation, and it's playing a deadly game of mouse and cheese. Harry, can you run along and prepare the rocket for blast-up? No, Professor! I can't! Run along, because unlike you, I no longer have the luxury of legs, but I can hover along. Will that do? Yes, th- thanks, Harry. That'll be super. I'm going to find Frenabel. Rory, Paula, go and seal the storage room and meet me back by the airlock in five moon minutes. Or moonits. Did you, did you say seal it or mash it? Seal it. Oh. Go, go. <clears throat> right then. Time to... Hello? Who's there? Oh, Frannabel, it's you. Thank God. You all right? All the better for seeing you, my nebulous love. Come, we're away to the rocket. Wait, you're not leaving, are you? I thought you loved me. I do, but the moon is being blown up at midnight. That's why you have to come back to Earth with me. There's so much I want to show you, starting with Kent. I'm sorry. I must remain here. But why? Because I am a ghost. No, you you can't be. I am, isn't it obvious? All the clues were there, my skin, it's cold to the touch. Could it be in the air conditioning? When I walk, I float five inches above the ground. I assumed you were wearing high heels. And if you look closely, you'll see my eyes are just two gaping black sockets. I thought you'd been a bit heavy-handed with the old eyeliner. No, damn it! I'm the ghost of the scientist killed in that economic explosion. I'm dead, Nebulous. Dead, 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 dead. Sorry. I may be a brilliant scientist, but I'm afraid women are still something of a mystery to me. And women ghosts are even more mysterious. It doesn't mean we can't be together, Nebulous. If you remain on the moon, we can be together forever. Where's the professor got to? Still looking for his bird, I suppose. Well, if she's coming on our rocket, she'd better bring her own parachute. Paula, parachutes are useless in space. You mean I've been wearing this all this time and nobody told me? I thought it was a fashion thing. Uh, Are parachutes not in, then? Of course not! That was last season! Now it's all pierced elbows and thigh-length clogs. Right, we've got ten minutes. Where's Frandria? Yeah, she'll, she'll be here. Oh, I forgot to give you this. Ultra-urgent hollow message from Sir Ronald Rowlands. Paula, how long have you had this? In hours or in days? It sounds better in hours. Never mind. You two step through the airlock, board the rocket, and tell Harry to activate the ignition sequence. You're leaving the moon. Good. This place gives me a moon grain. Aren't you coming, Professor? Oh, 
Yes, I meant we're leaving the mood. I'll join you shortly. Just open this hollow message. Off you go. Can't can do. Right. Let's see what the old windbag has to say for himself. Nebroth, by the time you receive this message, you may be dead. If so, please disregard message. If, however, you are merely dying, or better yet, fully alive, what I have to say is of the utmost urgency. But first, a word from our sponsor. This hollow message is sponsored by Foam Armor Trading. Wherever the battle, whatever your foam armor needs, we can pump you up. Oh, get on with it. The finest bubble-based protection available. Foam armor. The foam that's impervious to bullets. Listen, Nebros. For security reasons, I couldn't tell you this before you left Earth. But there's something loose in Membrick. Something called a destinoid. A genetically engineered ghost or phantomaton designed to haunt its victims to extinction. You must destroy it before it destroys you. Sorry you've got this job, Deblos. I tried to do what I could, but I'm afraid I couldn't. Oh, Franabelle. P.S. Don't forget, at midnight, the moon is going to be blown clown out of the sky. What? P.P.S. I meant clean out of the sky, obviously. Clown, 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 another clown. Wake up, son, wake up, it's time to clown. What? Oh, oh I, I was dreaming. I, I, I was dreaming, I was a scientist. A brilliant professor. I was on the moon. I was... I... You will be on the bloody moon in a minute, son. Now jump into the clown cannon. I'll just light the fuse. But remember, just flop out of the end and it'll get a big laugh. No, I shall not clown. I shall not clown. Shall not clown. Shall not clown. Nebulous, are you alright? No. no! Oh, uh, yes, uh, just relaxing. But you were going into spasms. One man's spasm is another man's yoga. So, you've made your choice? You'll stay with me? The rocket is about to take off, and I'm still here. You do the physics. Oh, Nebulous! <laughs> Engine ignition sequence activated. Now, I'm going to reconfigure our temporal vectors, check on systems for warp damage, and stabilize the vertical phasing rods. Oh, and we need some more screen wipes. Where's the professor? He's only got three more moonies. You're climbing into the airlock. Am I? Yes. Yes, uh, well, I want to wave off my friends. Got some zero-gravity confetti here. Mixture of feathers and hammers. Mind if I join you? Uh, no, not at all. Depressurization complete. Look, it's the broth out there on the launch pad. Uh, that must be Frannabelle! She doesn't look like his type, does she? Who, that slender, beautiful intellectual down there? What in the hell? She's not wearing a space helmet. You're right. So how come her head hasn't gone pop? Vernabelle, from the moment we met, I knew you had an indefinable something. I realise now, of course, it was an indefinable something from beyond the grave. As I anticipated, you've been stringing me along. You are a destinoid. 
And your love for me is as false as Helly's forehead. No! My love for you is real! My emotions are 100% authentic. That's how I've been designed. I love you with all my phantom heart. And what about those two men in the red tops? Did you love them too? Did you love them so much their hearts stopped beating? They meant nothing to me. It's you I love. Anyway, it's too late to change your mind now. Listen to the rocket engines. Would you like to slip into this red top? No! This cannot happen! We have to stop the rocket from blasting off! The professor's going to be burnt to some crisps! Crinkle cut! We can't interfere with the ignition sequence! I know, it's had a child luck fitting. <laughs> Three, two, one! We're going to spend eternity together, Nebulas! As soon as you've died in the inferno of the rocket engine's petrochemical blast, he's so romantic. No, Fredabel, I'm afraid this is goodbye. What? What is that in your hand? Nebula! Leaving Moon's gravitational pull. Muffin, anyone? Mmm. Oh, oh, Professor. The butter's running down my chin. <laughs> what must you think of me? <laughs> what? Um, I'm proud of you, team. In a very difficult situation, we all kept our heads. Except for me, Professor. Because unlike you, I no longer have the luxury of a head. Oh, come now, Harry. You've got... You've got most of a head. But what out there. Time seemed to slow down. Well, Paula, the instant before the rockets fired, I detonated the elastic second, and in that split second, time expanded, and I had a full 90 minutes to escape from the heat blast. Even had time to toast some muffins. And what happened to your bird? She wasn't my bird. She was the destinoid. Not for a moment did I think Franabel was my one true soulmate. Not for one blissful moment. I set her free. Set her free? She was a phantomaton who existed outside our time stream, and so, at the moment of heat blast, she was unaffected by the chronomic explosion and thus perished. Why? I don't follow the logic of that at all! Explain it again! I'm alive, Harry. Isn't that all that matters? Who really cares about the scientific explanation? I do! Yeah, and me. Me too. Go into detail, Professor. I love it when you go into detail. Uh, well, perhaps later. If my calculations are correct, the moon should be exploding any second now. Uh, now, now, now. Oh, it's been cancelled. Didn't I show you that optimum priority memogram? Oh, I'm sure I stuck it on the fridge. No, but that's marvellous. The universe is a safer place, and it's all thanks to the people of Kent. Membrick has been closed down, and its life-threatening arsenal of innovation is now a thing of history. I know. That's why we grabbed a souvenir. A souvenir? I couldn't resist. It's talking dolly. Listen. Incendi device now activated. Ten seconds to detonation. Paula! No! In Nebulous by Graham Duff, Mark Gatiss played Professor Nebulous. Paula, Rosie Cavaliero, 
Harry, Mantu, and computer Paul Putner, Rory, Graham Duff, Sir Ronald Rowlands, Graham Crowden, Gemini, Franabel, and Clown Mother, Julia Dolkin, Man One, Ad Voice, and Clown Father, Matt Wolf. The theme music was by Malcolm Boyle. Nebulous was directed by Nicholas Briggs and is a baby cow production for Radio 4. Mm-hmm.